and unless you go into your options and turn off all the profanity stuff, don't play it around kids. Holy <laughs> shit, don't play it around kids. <laughs> Yes. Jokes on y'all. It's Greedo. It's Greedo. It's Greedo all along. <laughs> Greedo's back. And it, you know, it yeah. needs some muscle. It needs some blood, and more than anything, it needs some heart. Yeah. And that Good will call. Hark- that will harken back to our interview with the Coles. Check that out. But, uh, <laughs> Shameless they- plug. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. I am Al. That would be you, Travis. <laughs> oh, he's sleeping again, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Travis. I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm for, oh God. All I can hear is that go to sleep theme in my head again. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Kyle could not join us tonight. He uh, had some some stuff come up. He's just gotten back from vacation, and, you know, it's been a busy week for him. So, Kyle, we will... bastard is going on vacation again tomorrow. I know, he's going to the shore. <laughs> this happened last summer, too, if you think about it. <laughs> he goes to the shore, like, every other day, so I guess it's not really... <laughs> Nothing Nick, I don't, I don't know if you heard the older episodes, Nick, but we used to shit on Kyle during the summer because he was always going on vacation. <laughs> Not, always. Not always. Not oh, always. No, it was we... like every day. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going down to Delaware next week. You, oh, yeah, you just got back bitch. from there yesterday. I know. <laughs> I'm going back. Back to the beach. Oh, man, I could use vacation <laughs> myself. I'll tell you what. Oh, shit. So how you guys been? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. You? Um. Doing better, better, better. Bright horizons. So, uh, so Nick, gotta say, how fun were the coals? Oh man, this is you can just you can just taste the enthusiasm in you know in uh, the other voices. So. I I am you know, and again I I loved our the interview with Christy Mark. She was wonderful, and the coals were just as fun. They were like you said, they were so enthusiastic and so open and so cool. Um. It was it was a real pleasure to talk to them. So I mean, if they are happening to listen to this, which you know, I, I'm sorry. No, I'm only kidding. I, <laughs> but I really do appreciate uh, them coming on and taking the time. I mean, they they spent over an hour with us, and it was just so much fun. They could not have been cooler. And uh, I'll push it one more time. But if you haven't played Hero, you holy crap, you've got to check that game out if you liked. You know, the Quest for Glory games or the Sierra-style adventure games, Hero U is really fantastic. So you got to check it out. Um, yeah. And they got uh, more in the works, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that Summer Days that's coming, I'm, I'm very interested to see. Um, just because the writing in Hero U is so good, I, I can't wait to see this. Like they like said, it was kind of like a visual novel kind of format, so I'm very interested to see that for that expansion. But... Uh, but yeah, so uh, what what have you been playing, Travis? Uh, I've actually been playing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, my main games have been uh, Disgaea and nice. Shining Force Neo. Disgaea um, one or two? Because I thought you beat Disgaea. Uh, I well, I did beat one, but I'm not playing two yet. I'm actually uh, in the middle of a YouTube series where I'm trying to get one character up to level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. See, this is um, why. This is why you, you get. I don't know. I couldn't do it. 
I get bored. I get bored. You are a more patient man than me. I like big numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. Big old numbers. <laughs> and the bigger they get, the more entertained I am. So <laughs> it works. Oh god! Don't um, play the don't play the division two. That game is all numbers. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm kind of interested in that. Just it's actually really. it's a lot of fun. It's fun. I haven't played I haven't played it in a couple of days, but I've I've enjoyed what I've played of it, and it was fun playing with other people. I played with Headshot uh, about a week and a half oh, cool. ago. Yeah, it was good times. Good times. Nice. <clears throat> and Dave was playing with us too. RoboPig. It was a good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's good to have a good crew to game with. I love that crew. I I just love that crew. But, uh, all right, so Disgaea, what else? Yep, uh, Shining Force Neo, which is a uh, an action RPG in the vein of the Shining series, which is not the greatest game I've ever played, mm-hmm. but it's decent. I, I I guess I should say. Um, okay. I I give it maybe like a six out of ten, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a, it's a very different take on the Shining universe than what I'm used to. Uh, but it does seem like it's almost like a half-assed retelling of the original Shining Force. Mm-hmm. Because in the original Shining Force, your main character was Max, and the main evil was Kane. And yeah. in this, your character's name is Max, and the person who you're hunting down is Kane. So, huh. but like it's alternate universe retelling kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. That's what it seems like so far. I don't know if it's going to continue on, on that path, but we'll okay. see what happens. Oh yeah, keep um, me in the loop. I'd yeah. be interested. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've also been trying to get back into Final Fantasy VII because nice. I am at Sephiroth and I can't freaking beat him. Oh, the final battle. Yeah, I'm really underleveled. So, have you heard of the W? What is it? W item or W materia? I don't what? have W crap. The one that the I one have... ma- the materia that lets you use two items at once. There's that one. There's also W summon. Yeah, if you get W item, um, go buy a a, a mega elixir or save a mega yeah. elixir, and then go to you know go to use it, and then it'll ask you for the second one. Then go pick the second item, and then just cancel that, and it'll increment your mega elixir. Nice. Yeah. So cheaty, but nice. Oh, I know. I faced Sephiroth <laughs> with ninety nine mega elixirs because I got fucking tired of losing. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it a remaster coming out with that? Uh, um, yeah, last the- I heard. Well, there's the there's the new. Well, I guess it's kind of a remake rather than a remaster, because I think they're they're redesigning the entire battle system in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's um, what I so heard. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, then there's also the remaster coming out of X and X two, okay, ten and ten two rather. Hmm. Um, so that's coming soon. I hated or Seymour already. I don't know. I hated Seymour. Otherwise, I would have played t- more of ten. <laughs> I thought he was the lamest fucking villain. Hello. I'm Seymour. I have a yeah. high voice, and I'm very angry because I have a high <laughs> voice, and I want the whole world to die because I have a high voice. Yeah, I think they kind of they kind of started kind of going weird with the villains after nine. Like uh, I'd I don't agree. know. I agree. I don't think twelve was, had a fantastic villain either. I'd agree, but fifteen was phenomenal. Holy shit! The, I the latest I didn't get to play it yet. I loved it. It's on PC now, and or maybe it was on PC the whole time. I don't know, but I, I know it's on PC now. And my brother-in-law and I played it on uh, Xbox, and I just played it straight for almost a week and beat it. Nice. 
Very good. I loved it. Cool. Dark as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Uh, I've got uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. I want to get also back into that. Dude, that game is so freaking hard. It is. You got me into it um, early on in this podcast, actually. Yes. And I still um, have it. I got to play it. It is so good, but it's so tough. Like I'm, I'm at one part where I just cannot beat a boss. Mm-hmm. So I'm very close to just looking it up and, you know, kind of just strategy guiding my way through this boss. Yeah, that's right. You had to have the right, uh, like, demons. Like, there, it's kind of like... I don't, Nick, have you ever played this one? It's almost like a Pokemon game, but except there's... Uh, like, I have not on this one. I, you know, I heard of it, but I have not played it myself. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a Pokemon game, but, like, you get these demons, if I remember right, and, like, they each have yeah. different powers, and you gotta level them up and stuff, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was a very neat, neat game, neat concept for the time. PS2, right? Yes. Yeah. And And this one, in addition, is also dark as hell. Yes, very. Like, there's just some very, very, uh, very touchy material that they go into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, if you look at it from a kind of high level, it's kind of very anti-religious. Yes. Not like any, not any particular religion, but it just kind of throws religion to the wind and, and kind of just bastardizes the whole idea of it. Yeah, it's, um, it was an interesting take. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely, um, you know, a very interesting side of that whole uh like the whole belief system kind of stuff it's i don't know it's weird but it's so worth playing def um and then my final game which i actually just started playing today uh is regions of ruin you made me get that game and i'm trying to remember what it was about because i have it is it multiplayer uh i don't think so i think it's just single player but there's like um, it's kind of a side-scrolling RPG-ish. That's right. That's right. I got sort play of that like one. the original uh, East games, mm-hmm. where uh, you know you have all these destinations you can go to, and you fight your way through them and get resources and whatnot. And uh, you kind of build up your base, and you try to have your try to have the dwarves reconquer the entire land, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta play that one again. I really liked what I played of it a lot. Huh. But that's all I got. As if it wasn't enough. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, f- for me, work's been very, very crazy uh, this week. Um. So I really haven't had much chance to play. I mean, I have. I played a couple things. Uh, the week before, obviously, with the Coles interview, I was really binging Hero U to try and beat it before we talked to them. But I got about sixty percent through the game, and it's a long game. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I actually was just gifted, uh, gifted given, uh, graciously by the folks over at Digital Dreams, uh, a key for Mutant League football. Actually, they gave a key for each of us on the cast, which I thought was really awesome. Uh, but the new Mutant League, and it's got like all the DLC that came out for it says like the Dynasty Edition. And, um, I've been playing that most of today. And sweet Jesus, that is fun. Oh my <laughs> God. So, like, you know, a lot of these have been coming out, like these these kind of like remakes and, and stuff like that. And they're okay. Like you saw the Tech Mobile one kind of sucked that came out. I was worried that was going to happen with this one. But, man, they nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Like the presentation 
reminds me of like I hate to say it, but like an EA sports game. It's got like all the cinematics and the pregame stuff and except it's Mutant League and the humor is hysterical. And unless you go into your options and turn off all the profanity stuff, don't play it around kids. Holy shit, don't play it around kids. Uh, I had to shut it off really fast as I was playing it off. Dude, I was playing it on my lunch break and Paige comes in and she's like, oh, this looks neat. And I was like, yeah, this is based off a game when daddy was little. And there's the two commentary guys. You got the one that's like, yeah, that's how they call it, Brick. And then Brick's like, yeah, yeah, I bet. He's like, I... What the hell? Did it was I bet my left nut on the last game, and I lost the bet. Literally, half the family jewels gone. And you just <laughs> <laughs> and like I missed that comment, and then like Brick's kind of like the half dumb Madden guy, and like so he starts making some. He just starts talking babble, and Paige would come back in, and all of a sudden the the main commentary guy goes, "What the fuck are you talking about, Brick?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how it is the humor is just awesome the the gameplay is great i mean if you've played mutant league you'll you'll not be disappointed it has a really interesting dynasty mode where you can actually like manage your team build up their experience there's kind of like a role-playing element to it and um basically go through multiple seasons to try to create your mutant league dynasty and it's just really awesome. I'm having a blast with it. So if you were a fan of the the, the Genesis games, uh, either Mutant League Hockey or football, this Mutant League football game is a home run. It, they absolutely nailed it. It's like gone under the radar. I don't think anyone knows about it. I didn't know about it till today. And I had reached out to them. And I cannot say enough good about it. I'm having so much fun. And you can play multiplayer. So guys, we should play a game later. <laughs> Amen. Totally in. But yeah, I mean, that is literally all I've been playing, and I'm having a blast. Nice. Mutant League Football Dynasty Edition. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Nicholas? So, uh, obviously, fresh off of PAX and the announcement of Borderlands, I started jumping back into Borderlands itself, so kicked off with some uh, Borderlands 1. was able to stream a little bit of that. Holy crap, that takes me back to 2009. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did nostalgia remember that one a little bit better for you like it did for me well they they did improve it it is the i'm playing the enhanced version so it, mm. it's much improved but uh you know playing multiplayer with uh some other friends and yeah suddenly all the bugs that that happened back then are like coming back and you're like oh yeah i remember this thing happening <laughs> yeah but, that and like having more, to pick up all the loot then. picking up all the yeah, loot individually well, well, no, they actually improved that. So you actually have to, you just walk near it and it, and it comes to you. So that, that that's kind of nice. Oh, I'll be uh, damned. Yeah, you, you do have to like manually pick up guns as usual, but like, you know, money and ammo that just, you know, you go near it and it picks up. So they actually oh. did some, some quality of life improvements. Okay. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't it, played it yet. It, it is a big nostalgia trip in terms of like, oh yeah, I remember this. And I remember back in the day when this, this was actually a new thing. And now it's a very common aspect of multiplayer games. Yeah, and things like very that. much so. Uh, so it, it's kind of a nice blast from the past. I'm kind of working my way through that, and, and then I'll uh, eventually get into Borderlands 2 and mm-hmm. kind of work my way up uh, before eventually September uh, with Borderlands 3. Oh, when you're in um, Borderlands 2, let me know. I'll definitely play that multi. Will do, absolutely. Don't forget to play uh, pre-sequel. It, yeah, that, that is on the lead. I'm kind of like marching <laughs> through their release orders. So it'll be one, two, pre-sequel. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick up the 
uh, Telltale, uh, Tales of the Black Awesome. Games. If you like Telltale uh, games, that's one of the oh, best oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love like yeah. I have the Back of the Future, and I have the you know played some Walking Dead, and it's like yeah. So it's like hands down. It's like I didn't get the Tales from uh, the Borderlands, uh, but yeah, I think I'm part of this kind of like lead up to Borderlands Three. I'll eventually get it. It's so good. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and you'll like it, especially nice. yeah. especially with playing the. Um, the other games, like once you play through all of them, apparently like there's tons of little throwbacks. Yeah, like that... little lore bits and whatnot. Yeah, oh yeah, you'll enjoy it. Nice. And then uh, I decided to jump into Astroneer. I forgot that it actually officially launched. It had been in early access for years, <clears throat> yeah. uh, but it officially launched back in February. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I, you know, let, let me because uh, it was at it was also at PAX. They were like handing out uh, like some bundle codes and whatnot. It's like, oh, you know what? I gotta I gotta check this out again. Like actual, you know, it's full launch version. And you don't that, have an extra, again, do you? Super ton. Uh, no, they they only had the one. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, it's only I've, thirty bucks right now. So I've wanted to play that. But... Yeah, like it's just super chill and it's a lot of fun. Like you know, there's no. I say there's no enemies. Basically, you know, you have to fight some environmental hazards, more or less, and cool. more or less make sure that big spiky ball doesn't run you over, you know, <laughs> Indiana Jones <laughs> style. Um, but, you know, you're not fighting anything. It's just, you know, go out, collect resources. You can, you know, build, you know, it's kind of like, it's a sandbox. So it's like, you know, you can build little sand castles out of the, out of the land or dig to the core and things like that. So it's just super chill and a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Uh, and super, yeah, it's kind of weird because, you know, coming back to it from early access where there was a, you know, a lot of simplified game mechanics type of thing. And you can kind of see now that I see the end products, like, ah, I see where they were going with this. Oh, very Uh, cool. That's cool. So, you know, some things are a little simplified. Other ones, you know, they kind of put in a few more, you know, steps just to kind of slow things down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, again, another game just like coming back to it, granted, like it's not, I think it's. Uh, when early access three four years ago something like that okay but total blast and yeah you know, i'd highly recommend it. it it's an it's super easy to pick up four player multiplayer as well oh uh easily drop in there's no there's no levels so there's no matter like uh, you know unlike borderlands where like you know you have to maintain your levels with whoever you're partied with otherwise you get this you know level gap astroneers simply drop in drop out do whatever you want you know they can help out you, you know they can all do go do their own thing if they want. Sounds interesting, uh, but super chill. That sounds really interesting. Nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Hmm. All right. That's all I got. That's all for you. Actually, I did forget one that I was playing, and I told you about it, Nick. Um, it's a game called Pathway that I've been playing. Ah, yes. Yeah, I need to check that game out so bad. So yeah, I was looking at it. It looks good. You posted that. So one of you posted that a while back, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Indiana Jones kind of XCOM-y with like maybe Nintendo or Sega sixteen-bit graphics. Yeah, sign me up. Um, so I've been playing that. It was cheap too. I picked it up for like next to nothing, and it's fun. I mean, I'm a. I mean, I think we're all big Indiana Jones fans here. So there's that factor that just makes me love it right away. I mean, you're literally going against like Nazis in a pulp adventure era and cultists and you name it. So it's such a tip of the hat to the Indiana Jones, you know, era, but it's kind of roguey in that it's got some, some decent difficulty to it. Um, some grind to it. And it's kind of, 
I think it was by the same guys that did Faster Than Light, right? I, think. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Uh, who? Uh, I don't remember the name of the Faster Than Light studio. Uh, shoot! Give me I'd, one second. I was gonna say I'd look it up on my keyboard. It's loud as hell. Yeah, Jeremy will yell at you. Hold on. Yeah, Mine's Jeremy will yell at me much, again. Mine's not much better. Uh, hold on. Subset games <clears throat> made, no. made FTL. Okay, so no, it's not them. Uh, it's like something bought. Oh crap! I want to get them credit because it is a fun game. Uh, it is. Uh, Robotality. Robotality, thank you, and published by Chucklefish. Yeah, it is a Chucklefish game. Chucklefish is like the best freaking thing to happen in a game. Seriously, one hundred percent agree with you. They're amazing. I still, I'm, I'm waiting on bated breath. For that Harry Potter looking Stardew Valley Wizard School game. I can't wait. Yeah. God, I want to play this so bad. But yeah, so Pathway is a lot of fun. Um, it's nothing like groundbreaking, like the combat, you know, it's it's strategy, RPG, tactical combat, nothing big there. And getting items and stuff during missions, better items, and coming back with money and relics. Um, you know, it's it's not breaking new ground except for the setting. Like, I really don't think we see a lot of these, you know, Indiana Jones-style games. I mean, I, there is one I haven't played. I think it was called Strange Brigade or something like that. I heard it was pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's relatively cheap the last time I looked at it. And if you like that kind of almost like an 8-bit XCOM uh, with an Indiana Jones flavor, it's worth checking out. No doubt. I'm enjoying it. But um, Cool. Yeah. So, that aside, we'll head into the uh, release highlights. Um, I, unfortunately, did no homework this week. And I Damn it! Is, yeah, I'm I, sorry, I don't fellas. think there was, there was much, you know, uh, I say of note really coming out in the past uh, two weeks. It's kind of been, yeah, we, we kind of, you know, we had the big rush in, in February, March, and we're kind of like this weird lull right now. Yeah, um, what is it, Shakiro? Shakiro or somewhere, or Shakiro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that came out about two weeks ago, around the same time of PAX, I think. Yeah. Um. So that, that that's kind of like the last big one. Um. But a uh, game we saw at uh, PAX, Katana Zero, is now out, both for Switch and PC. I feel like uh, you. I feel again. like you talked about that one, didn't you? We did. We did. Um. And very cool looking. Uh. I'm probably gonna be picking it up. It kind of has this, you know, retro bit looking, uh, look to the game, and you're, you're this kind of cyberpunk samurai. Uh, and, you know, there's, like, a bit of time. Uh, I see manipulation in terms of, like, you know, you can kind of go into, like, bullet time. Uh, and, you know, super fun game. They had it on the show floor in the Nintendo area. Uh, and, yeah, total blast. I might reach out to ASCIIsoft. This looks really cool. All right. <laughs> I like it. That looks awesome, actually. Is that, like, Metroidvania kind of deal? Um. So I don't think you get... As far as I can tell, I don't think you get any kind of like you know power ups or anything. It is, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that side scroller look to it, but there's no like, oh, get this sword upgrade. As okay. far as I can tell, uh, or anything like that to get like a new level. Simply, you progress through the levels as part of the story. Okay. Uh, but there are there are some RPG elements like the the uh, at the demo. Uh, basically, they had this one scene where like you're going into this hotel. And there's this uh, receptionist uh, at, at you know the front desk, and mm-hmm. she, you know you're in the, you're in your um, kind of samurai getup, you know, and you got your sword and whatnot. And she asks you like, you know, 
why why are you dressed like that? And you have a couple options. You can say like, oh, I'm in a bathrobe. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to I'm going to just going to take a shower. And then one of the options is like, oh, I'm a cosplayer. You know, this, this is my getup. <laughs> and then the other one is like, you know, piss her off. It's like he's like, yeah, it's like screw you. Why are you why are you asking so many questions about me? And depending on what you do, will determine how uh, a part goes a little later where enemies oh. show up. And so, like, yeah, if you stick to your your lie or, or whatever you've chosen, essentially, uh, she'll back you up. Like, so, you know, if she's like, oh, you know, I, I'm here to take a shower. And in you, and the bad guys come in and ask you questions. And you're like, as long as you stick to the shower gig, then she'll be like, oh, yeah, he's here for a shower. He's oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Or if you piss her off enough, she'll she'll immediately like, oh, yeah, screw that guy. Get him. And then, then you know, battle starts type of thing. Oh, all right. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds very cool. Huh. All right. So, nice. Yeah, we have that. Uh, one game I, I do want to uh, highlight, I think when I first um, got the review key for this one, I think it was still in early access, um, but it's called Lovecraft's Untold Stories. And it's Oh, I think of, you mentioned that before. Yeah, this is out now, and they just did a major patch for it. Um, it's kind of like that uh, twin-stick shooter, but not like bullet hell. Um, kind of Zelda-y, except Lovecraft and shotguns. It's really fun. Nice. So yeah, if, uh, if you haven't picked that up yet, it's definitely worth a grab. And um, that's another fun one, especially if you like Lovecraft and Cthulhu and all that fun stuff. They, they've done their homework. So yeah, okay. So that's, There's some... Uh, um... There's another game like that. Uh, it's called Raisinroth. It's Raisin just a small Roth. indie game. I think it's like a few bucks on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually uh, I did it a quick review on it like years ago from my old from one of my old YouTube channels, and uh, it's actually pretty cool. I think it had some uh, some uh, what's it called like Cthulhu esque lore. Okay, so it's pretty cool. But uh, <clears throat> check that out. It's probably a couple bucks and. It's not, I mean, it's not great, but it's not right. bad either. Story's kind of cool to it. I'll so. have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my, my favorite thing with the this this Lovecraft one is you actually go through Arkham University in one of the boards. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> uh, but all right, I mean, as Nick said, we're, we're pretty light on releases this week. Um, so that will I, just, uh, sorry, go ahead. I actually, I actually have a couple. Oh, I didn't put, I didn't, I didn't write them down, but I do have a couple of them. Oh, by all means, um, because I am uh, anybody who really knows me. Besides the fact that I love RPGs, um, I also love uh, gathering and crafting games. Uh, not not so much Minecraft, but some that like ones that have a little bit more substance. Uh, yeah, a little more substance, a little less like strictly do whatever the hell you want to. Um, but one came out uh, today called forager it's like a combination of um legend of zelda and stardew valley oh sort of where you can be a gatherer you can be a farmer you can be a merchant you can be an adventurer you can be a builder and any combination thereof oh my god Uh, you can do a lot of different stuff in this game uh and it's got a whole crap load of content to it and you can choose to do like however you want to and uh it looks like it's really quick play. Uh, I'm actually looking very much so looking forward to getting this. Uh, it is what twenty bucks, and it looks to be worth it. Right now, it's got uh, a very positive rating on Steam. 
And All it's right. actually published by it's published by Humble Bundle, so that's pretty cool too. Oh, I wonder if it's in the trove. Hmm, maybe. Give me a second, because I'm I'm still on Humble Monthly despite the fact that uh my god, the last two have been kind of weak. Yeah. Um But I know the second I cancel. It's gonna, gonna be awesome. It's <laughs> gonna be freaking great. I mean this this month's already looking good. If uh if you don't subscribe to Humble Monthly, if you decide to, you'll actually get Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Which Yeah, uh, memory of the uh Notre Dame fire. Well, no no no, that's Unity. You can actually oh, get Unity. that you can get that free from the Epic store right now. Oh, okay. Or yeah. the I'm sorry, the Ubisoft store. Ubisoft, yeah. Yeah, if you just uh, download a uh, Uplay, you can actually uh, unlock Unity onto your account. No, Origins is the one that came out prior to the most recently released, which is Odyssey, and this oh, is the okay, one. Gotcha. This is the one that started the switch to like the RPG, um, more, um, more like an RPG and better fighting system, better control system. It's to me, it's the pinnacle of the Assassin's Creed series, and then Odyssey just did it even better. Um. Yeah, I, I highly recommend. You, you can't beat it. I think what is, what is Humble Monthly like twelve bucks a month or thirty? Yeah, twelve bucks. Yeah, and uh, Origins alone makes this month worth it. Origins was fantastic. So yeah, it's yeah. just and that's still a sixty dollars game, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, Odyssey is. I think Origins at okay. forty. I think Origins is a forty dollars game still. So still, it's a hell of a deal. And you're yeah. going to get, you know, a bunch of other games with it. So I, I'd say jump on it if you haven't done the Humble Monthly thing. Because, again, even if that's the only game you like out of it, that's a hell of a steal. Cool. Yep. I might I might go ahead and do that this month just for... Because I haven't played uh, pretty much any Assassin's Creed games because they just... I played the first one, and I know the first one's kind of like the weakest entry of the whole series. Easily. No, but... this... I think you'd love this one, dude. With the, Probably. the RPG mechanics and that, and you have a good PC too. It's fucking beautiful. Nice. Yeah, you'll. I think you'll really enjoy it. It has a good story too. Uh, 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 all right, it has a damn good story. Probably one of the <laughs> be- one of the best I played in Assassin's Creed. Although Odyssey is fast fast outpacing it, but that's just because I love Greek mythology. Okay. <clears throat> now I'm waiting for when they actually put in a uh, a Chinese or Japanese. Uh, version of Assassin's Creed, I will mm-hmm. be buying that, like, and playing it for three days. I'll take off until I beat the game. <laughs> Origins is still worth it because you can climb to the top of the pyramid while it still had a solid gold capstone. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's bad. You don't slide down the capstone? That's weird. Oh, you do. Oh, okay, good. Oh, you do. And it's fun to try to see if you can make it all the way to the bottom without hitting the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a great game. I love that game. But, uh, oh yes. Uh, before before I forget, uh, the one other game that I wanted to mention was uh, an, one that's kind of along the same lines. But uh, my time at Portia, I have that. Uh, one. Got it in a humble bundle or humble. Yeah, monthly. I need I need that game like now because uh, I played it at PAX and uh, it always seemed interesting. But when I actually got my hands on it, I just I I, I need to play that. It is. It is definitely my style of game. I'm. I'm just getting very heavy into the, you know, the single player craft em ups uh-huh. that have a little more substance to them than Minecraft. Uh, like I mentioned before, so that is definitely one of them. I'm and uh, I had a blast with like what little I played was like immediately addicting to me. 
Do I so, have a key I'll get there. for that? I don't. I don't. Although, I do have a key for Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden, which is fantastic. I think I talked about that one. It was on Xbox Game Pass, but it was also in one of the Humble Monthlies. And it's uh, it's another XCOM, but like post-apocalypse and like pig pig humans and mutants and stuff. It's actually really fun. Um, yeah, so I saw that. That was uh, on the monthly last month, right? Yep. Yeah, I got that one. I already have it on Xbox, so I didn't bother to grab it for PC. So maybe we'll do a giveaway or something. Unless you want yeah, that'd be it. Cool. No, I'm not. Don't worry about me. Okay. I've, I've got so many other things, and I suck at XCOM-type games. I'm, I'm a fucking god. So it's like the only game I'd say make I'm, me mad. I'm damn good at. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to check out Forager and Katana uh, Katana Zero. They both look awesome. I was just watching a video for Katana Zero. That looks great. Um, let me see here. All right. Uh, any other releases you guys want to talk about? That's all I got. All right, then that brings us to news. Welcome to the Retro Rants News. Um, wow, is that is that accurate as of today? Uh, I think it's as of yesterday, I think it was. Oh, Reggie's last day of Nintendo. Yeah, this is at least his last week, and I, I think his last day was yesterday, I believe. Oh, man. Uh, Godspeed. I mean, really, has there been a more enthusiastic figure that really got understood and loved his fa- the fans than Reggie? Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the two of them, like, they are, like, they are the capstone of of uh like video game employee enthusiasm. Yeah, I'll put like, Larry Herb amazing. up there. I'll, I'll put Major yeah. Nelson up there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's he's def Reggie is one of the big 3 and apologies, uh, Monday is Monday specifically. Monday. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously we all wish him the best. I think he's Indeed. just a he is a hero in this industry. There is no doubt. And um I mean, all his efforts throughout the years, and just again, he's one of those pe- one of the suits that gets it, and that yeah. is so rare. Yeah. Okay. It is nice, though. It's really nice, um, and I'm glad for him. I mean, his he just started his own Twitter account. I know. Like, other, and dude, day, how is it like, that? How is it that at Reggie was not taken? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. But he's got like three hundred thousand some followers now. Yeah, I, I I followed him too as soon as I realized. I'm like, wow, he I, I and I immediately obviously checked to see if at Al was taken. And god damn it, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're a little late on that. Uh, the two character names there, buddy. No, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely be watching to see whatever he does next, even if it's just you know chilling for the rest of his life. Christ knows he's earned it. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, obviously we're all excited to see what Mister Bowser does. Um, Indeed, <laughs> I I know that Lu- uh, Luigi and Mario have not been seen on campus for quite some time, and people are getting a little concerned. I hear they're coming out with uh, Bowser's Inside Story too. I'd play the shit out of that. I'm just going on record right now. <laughs> the thing is, it's just going to be about this guy rising the ranks through Nintendo. So, right? <laughs> oh my god! 
Yeah, and and uh, this next one, I'm handing to you, Nick. I thought of you all freaking week this week oh, because, man. my <laughs> God, this if there was ever a week that Nick was hoping for, it was this week. It, indeed. I mean, the eternal Star Wars fan, you know, no, <laughs> nothing can ever let me down with Star Wars. But, man, like a ton of stuff coming out of Celebration this week. Yeah, right. Um, Obviously, the big, the, you know, probably the kingpin is obviously the episode nine trailer. Looks great. Uh, yeah, it does. Looks great. The last, like, what is it, 10 seconds? Holy <laughs> crap, what's going on? I, mean, <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Like, what's the deal? Uh, so, yeah, Ian McDermott is, is back as yes. reprising the emperor. So, like, what is that? Or at that least mean? his voice. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, are we talking? Yeah, as, you know, the internet obviously has exploded. Uh, it's like I have my own questions. Like, uh, yeah, it's like I'm wondering if it's going to be along the lines of like, is it going to be like a recording or if you followed mm-hmm. some of the uh, extended universe stuff? I was going to say, or... like, the Zon stuff before, like, the internet, like, got their some some people in the net got their tits in a bundle that like he was coming back and and that's this and that and I'm like hey you know it can be done right like Timothy Zahn did it amazing in the Empire trilogy when uh, absolutely yeah like yeah if if it's the Zahn route then are we talking like the clone emperor obviously or not even the clone well obviously that was part of that but I I mean even just like remember I think it was either Luke or Leia was was in orbit around Endor where the Death Star exploded and like she started having like hallucinations because his essence was still there. Yeah. It could be that, um, you know, I mean in, in, I say the extended universe, but I think it's actually technically labeled as Canon. Uh, if if you play or, you know, even watch YouTube videos of the movie version of, uh, battlefront Two, the story component, there is, uh, and this is part of like the new Disney Canon. There's like Mm -hmm. books about it and whatnot. There's a thing called Operation Cinder. Oh. And ba- basically, it's the Emperor's, like, uh, I say fail-safe, but it's just, like, the last edict of, like, in, in the event of his death, these droids would go out. And, and if you watch the the animation sequence, you'll, you'll understand a little bit better. But basically, it's like a hologram of him giving, like, his last order of just, like, raise the galaxy. Oh, get so out. The whole, the whole object of the, you know, the rem- remnants of the Empire is to simply, like, just start just you know raising blow planets. shit up <laughs> yeah just yeah it, obviously they have no death star but yeah they, they, obviously there's some some you know some planetary weapons and no whatnot. death star use matches giant hair to ball uh and so, yeah, it, so don't uh, any of you have flame fluorophones <laughs> <laughs> and so like part of this is, is like again these holograms and you know it's presenting his face and like his his edicts to like the high commanders and whatnot so there's there's that portion of it so again it could be the guy you know the, the side of the recording right or are, are we looking at something else either way super cool yes Jokes on y'all it's greedo it's greedo it's greedo all <laughs> along Greedo's back Greedo's you might have fired back. first asshole solo but i'm still alive <laughs> Um, another thing that was really surprising, uh, they announced, uh, now this had been announced at E3, they, they teased it, uh, yes. but it actually, we actually got, uh, uh, I say trailer footage, you know, again, not game footage. It's, you know, it's still animatics. We're not seeing what the gameplay actually looks like, but it's from Respawn Inter- Entertainment. These are the guys behind Titanfall, uh, the most recent Apex Legends, uh, and Star Wars Fallen Order, a Jedi Fallen Order, and basically you play as a Jedi hiding in a post-Clone War, you know, Order 66 has happened, 
and now you're simply hiding amongst the peoples. How uh, freaking great yeah, does like, the concept of this sound? Yeah, it's like a fantastic concept. And th this game is single player only. No yeah. microtransactions. transactions and yes. no loot crates. <laughs> and it's like you put in the notes. I'm just going to say Nick put this in the notes. And EA's the publisher. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like have they finally learned their lesson? I would say probably not. Like not at least with you know, with this game, yes. Yeah, like I don't expect them to like flip it around. No, I don't like, either, oh, but you know what? This is the way to go. Throw us a bone yeah. once in a while. Give us a good yeah. single player story. I don't have to play with my friends every goddamn game. Yeah, it's like sometimes we just want a good story, you know. This I can't um, wait for. Yeah, so it, it's it's looking fantastic. Again, there's there, you know, if you watch the trailer, there's no gameplay. So nope. you know, Always, always do caution, but the but way they're setting imagine. it up, and again, Respawn Entertainment behind it, so it's 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 a solid uh, publisher or uh, uh, dev studio. So they're um, gonna crib the inf the animation when you climb up the Titan, rip open the back, and blast it with a machine gun. <laughs> right. Except it's gonna be an ad at. Either but way, sign me awesome. up. Yeah, no. Suppose I, I think I saw a thing that's going to be on the Unreal Engine and not the Frostbite Engine, which Thank is what God. correct. Uh, Titanfall and all that has been built on. Yes, that um, is correct. So that, yeah. that again, very cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, I, I'm definitely psyched. I, I think it's coming out later this year. I didn't, yeah, I don't know if it's, it's coming out in November fifteenth. Uh, I was going to say it's coming out yeah. right before the movie. Uh, yeah okay okay so, so kind of tie in with the movie there you go so ho oh, hopefully it doesn't get rushed like because you know that can always be a, a, a kind of a catch-22 gotta get it uh, by christmas <laughs> get it out <laughs> they've been working on this game for five years yeah yeah so hope that's not always it, a good it, thing it, travis yeah no, <laughs> yes but it's also being led by stig who oh yeah yeah no stig, like, stig literally stig god tier yeah yeah so oh, yeah. hopefully everything lines up for this and, and they make a really solid game because yeah, I I kind of feel like EA and Star Wars kind of need a win here because <laughs> they, they've been, been kind of dropping a lot of things on the floor. Yeah, they really have. So nonetheless, looking forward to it. Yeah. Moving up to number three here. Oh my this, god! <laughs> now, now it's slightly been on my radar, but now we actually saw some footage, some uh, so not only trailer oh stuff, god. but they actually had a whole and you can find it online. They had a special screening for people at celebration, um, and it was kind of like a you know it's kind of like they do the, those ten minute you know you know full scenes they give you before they went into like the whole trailer aspect. And you can find it online. You can find the leaked version oh, of it dude, now. And, I found and it. <laughs> this is completely awesome. Like it's like okay, this works. I, I'm looking forward to this. And I, I think I think this is going to be on the Disney Plus uh, platform. I, I which think how, they're, which how they're releasing it? Holy shit! Is only going to be six ninety nine a month. Hallelujah! I didn't know there was wow, a price to it. That that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. The last so, I read. Wow. wow. Yeah, and it's setting itself up to be a, a true like space western. There was like kind of like a Mexican standoff in one of the in, it in looks the scene. so good, and it looks total yeah total badassery uh, going Nick on. Nick freaking now, Nolte, holy crap! I, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte's in it. Uh, yes, Cisco. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love. Yeah. I love. I mean, Nolte. it's an all star cast. I mean, we've got Carl Weathers uh, from you know like Rocky fame. Uh, yep. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Hell yeah. yes. And um, uh, was it Pedro? Oh, I can't remember his last name. Pascal. 
Pascal, Pedro thank Pascal. you. He he plays the Mandalorian. He uh, was uh, he was the Red Viper, right? Uh, he was the what? In uh, Game Game of Thrones, he was the guy that got his head squished yes. by the mountains. Yes, yes, yeah, that was him. Yep, he is and... phenomenal. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, it it, it look it looks total bass badassery. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they go the route of like you know we never see his face type of thing. Uh, kind of keep that you know that Mandalorian mask on. I'm hoping can they go could, that route. Can um, we maybe just they have look like, like they're they're looking. Can we maybe just have like Star Wars Bebop? Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Bebop. I'm all for that. Sign me up. Well, no, isn't no? They're making a live action. Uh, not, not to digress too much, but they they are making a live action uh, Cowboy Bebop. Too. I know. Um, with and, um, uh, was it John Cho as uh, yes, Spike? Right, and yeah. I will be going to see that. <laughs> that, that has my interest too. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Mandalorian. Holy crap, looks awesome. Uh, and the fact that Disney Plus is only like six ninety five, you know, we were talking about this conversation with like CBS and Star Trek. It's like I'm not willing to necessarily put down like ten, fifteen bucks just for one show. Right. Whereas, whereas they're lining oh. up six bucks. This and not only that, <laughs> did, like you know, did you read all the stuff they're doing? Like every single Disney movie ever, even stuff in the vault, is going to be on Disney Plus. It's going to be that's available. rad. Yeah, yeah so that's so rad. It, it, they are really amping up the value factor. Oh, and The Simpsons. Every oh, episode, nice. every episode of The Simpsons. Marvel movies. Marvel movies. I hope. I really no, hope. I will it, get that the, just for them. This is what I've read so nice. far. Nice. Like. Nice. I I I, I uh, one of the podcasts I listened. I might have been our boys at the BFF. Uh, Bad fodder figures. I forget. I I think it was Mike. Captain Mike. He said, and uh, so Disney just flipped the middle finger to Netflix this week. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, that'll do it. So it's yeah. it's shaping up to be awesome. I can't Super wait. Super awesome. Uh the last thing to hit my at least my radar from celebration was uh season six of Clone Wars. Uh again, another awesome series. Definitely, you know, if you haven't started watching it, watch it. Plus Rebels. You know, I don't I don't think they talked anymore about Rebels. I think Rebels is Is it pretty good? Done. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if anything, it's it's kind of what the movies uh, I say what the movie should have been. Obviously, it's you know six seasons, so it's a lot of stuff. Oh, but nice. it builds in so much stuff and gives so much more character to Obi Wan and Anakin, and obviously, really, Ahsoka's. so it's more it's it's worth watching. I always thought, I, God, I, I hate saying this because now I'm really like aging myself, considering I'm, <laughs> you know, fat guy who watches anime, and I'm thinking, oh, that looks like it's for kids, but it, it's for both. Like it, it, it is very much geared for kids, but. Like as an adult, as I say, as adult, yeah, as a you know Star what, Wars fan, you could watch it and, and and really enjoy it. And that's really stupid of me because I have been trying to find ways uh, covertly uh, to get my girls into Star Wars, and uh, they loved what was it the the Force Awakens? They friggin' loved it. So shit. Now I got now I can get them hooked forever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for them to create a. Uh... A, a particle physics movie called the Mitochlorians. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, it could happen, my friend. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the next item I definitely want to go into. Um, yeah, go for it. Have you watched Nick? I, I have not gotten around to it. I'm not worried about it. Like I, I kind of casually watch it. So, 
if there are, if the, you know, I, I, I've strictly put here for the benefit of the audience, no, you know, try not to keep it in the no spoiler <laughs> territory. I'm not worried about it. Like, eventually I'll see it. I'm, I'm so far behind in all the seasons. Anyway, all right. So it's all like, right. I'm not worried. Well, I would have had, I would have had more to say. members might be worried. <laughs> I, I would have had more to say if Uncle Kyle was here with us today, because I know he is. <laughs> God damn it, Cal. I hate you, Cal. Um, yes, obviously the Game of Thrones premiere was last Sunday for the final season. Um, I'm just going to say, oh my God, um, mainly, and, and I'm a little worried because there's, I think they got what, five left to go. And this was a great episode and it definitely progressed some major plot points forward, um, pretty quickly that it needed to, a lot of reunions, uh, which I thought was great, but yeah, they got five episodes left, and thanks to, you know, <laughs> George R. R. Martin, about 10,000 <laughs> dangling plot threads that they really need to fucking resolve in five episodes. So it will be interesting to see how that happens. Um, there are some great moments in it. Um, all in all, I would say I think it's a good start to the season, but I will say that this week's episode is really going to have to pick it up, uh, just because we are... You know, we're limited in content this season, and it's there's a lot to cover. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. I, I will say, and this isn't a spoiler alert as far as plot, you know, you can go watch the intro for this season right now. You know, every intro you see the astrolabe. And um, I'm just going to say there are some very uh, creepy portents uh, in that astrolabe, especially in the last few seconds. Uh, you know, I'd say pause it if you can and, and do a frame-by-frame frame if you're a geek like me. Uh, but yeah, there is some shit. So, this season is going to be crazy uh, to the point where there are people, uh, pals of mine like uh, Los over at the Social Monkeys who's doing a freaking bracket for who's going to live and who's going to die or who's going to awesome. end up a White Walker. <laughs> um yeah it's shaping up to be great um it's it's definitely the best thing i've seen on tv hands down so uh, we'll we'll see where it goes uh but yeah it started off good so far but there's a lot of ground to cover okay I think that's it for our news. Actually, no, there is one item that we did not talk about, and this did come up while we were on our, you know, two weeks, and uh, we did the interview. Um, but I know this is a, a subject to you, Travis, and and I do want to talk about it because I have been doing a lot of reading. Um, but everybody knows by now that Jason Schreier, a fantastic journalist over at um, Kotaku. Uh, did write this expose article of where Anthem went wrong. And it's a pretty eye-opening article about Bioware and what's been going on in their side of the industry, um, how they've been conducting their internal business. And I, I have to say, you know, Bioware's initial response I thought was a little bitchy. I mean, I get they have to defend themselves, but they were trying to make it like uh, Jason was doing a hit piece against like individual developers and, I mean, I read the entire thing. He didn't name anybody and right. he didn't single out anybody. He just pointed out you know, and I, I think this is a problem 
in the gaming industry in general at these bigger companies that you know have made incredible games um and i'm just giving my take on it but obviously you know it was covered in the article it sounds like anthem and i remember saying this even as i you know said on our one episode that i was enjoying anthem i remember saying the exact line like this is what we get after seven eight years and now you know now it makes a lot of sense because seven of those eight years they were at the design table and it suffered from projects that i deal with in my current job now where you had project managers going, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if, and then somebody steps in the room and says, hey, it needs to do this, because this game did this, and it would be cool. And they threw out everything and started over from scratch. Yeah, and from being a game developer myself, uh, especially when I was in school, uh, one of the things that we learned was absolutely devastating to any project is feature creep. Yes. And it doesn't matter if it's a game project. It doesn't matter if it's a web, you know, a website. It doesn't matter any, if it's any line of business. Project. Any software right. project. Anything whatsoever that you bow to feature creep is going to suck. And yeah. that's what happened with this. And it's really disappointing. I mean, I still haven't read the uh, the breakdown from Shire. It's great. Uh, I have it up. I'm actually going to try to read it after after we're done recording here. Um, but uh, it's it really sucks when the designers and the people actually creating the product are overruled by the people who have nothing to do with the creative vision. Aside from sitting in a room and saying, Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I want to give Jason a lot of credit because this, this needed to come to light because there are a lot of hardworking people in this industry that have so much talent and, when you have a committee basically trying to be a creative force which will hint hint always fail that's why you need creative directors and you need yes. to give them you need to give them the authority to make these decisions right or wrong you're going to get a better product than you will when you do this by committee and this is a perfect example of what happens and i, I really feel for the developers of bioware there is one one part of the article and our pal um, Rockslide, AZ Rockslide, uh, Eric Bouchard over at Everyday Gamers had brought up, you know, the article points out that when your developers are hoping, and these are the developers at Bioware that worked on Dragon Age Inquisition, they were hoping that would fail so that these horrible practices would hopefully change. And then it becomes right. a success. You know, I just... I. If anything, I, I really think this was exactly what needed to happen to expose this, and hopefully we'll see some positive change out of it. You know, I've been waiting for positive change to come out of uh, bad products for a long time, and I'm really hoping that this is finally the uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back because, I mean, how many projects has Activision put out that have sucked entirely and they still don't learn? And they still put it up crap. Now I'm hoping Bioware actually learns something from this and really takes it to heart and comes out with something that just blows everything out of the water. Like I hope they take Anthem and do something like they did with like Anarchy Online or Final Fantasy Seven or yeah, seven, uh fourteen. Yeah. Where the game sucked at the beginning, which it technically I mean, the game is not good. It's not. And I it hope has, that they take it has that good and, systems in it that have a lot of potential. Right. 
But that's it. And that's the thing. They need to take that potential and run with it and do yeah. things right again. And uh, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, so many games have done that where they've sure. just come out and were absolute trash, and then they turned around and were like win game of the year. So I think Anthem can still do that. I mean, it's probably the best looking game I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it, it everything plays, is gorgeous. It plays wonderfully. I mean. I said it on a couple episodes back. I mean, playing Iron Man is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it is cool. It's a lot of fun, but there's just there's a skeleton there, and it you know it yeah. needs some muscle, it needs some blood, and more than anything, it needs some heart. Yeah, and that good will call. Hark, that will harken back to our interview with the Coles. Check that out. But, uh, <laughs> Shameless Nick, plug. Nick knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> we they had a but they really brought up a great point, you know, where they were talking about things that their fans have always said to them was that your games have a lot of heart, and that that counts for something, and I I, I feel like, you know, when you're talking about the straw that breaks the back, Travis, I think I think one thing about this that is really different, um. I think in the past, a lot of people thought it was like the devs or the creative director or this person or that person. I don't really think there's really been an, a piece like this that really exposed the management for what it is. You know, you hear about yes. like the big villain publisher, and that's kind of where people were going with this initially. Oh, EA killed Bioware. And again, Eric, you know, Roxlane had a really good point. This was not EA at all. This was Bioware, and this yeah. was you know Bioware management, um, pretty much shitting the bed since Mass Effect Andromeda. So right, because right. that was kind of a disaster too. Yeah, so it's one of those like, again, I hope Bioware gets a chance to come back. You know, it's I don't know, man. Two two big drop balls. That's uh that's a hard thing to to win people back from. Um but I guess we'll see. I mean I mean I, I don't think they they've shot the bed as as much as Bethesda has. <laughs> so, yeah, Bethesda took yeah, one I, game. I think they they're, they're they, they could do it. Bethesda took one game, shit the bed, bled all over it, and then like smacked a baby on camera. Like <laughs> yeah. You just don't get worse than that. But to your point, like, I mean, we, we could see kind of like maybe in a year or something they kind of do a relaunch. Like, I'm starting to know th notice this trend a little bit. I mean, we saw with No Man's Sky. Yeah. I'd say we're seeing it with Sea of Thieves right now. Uh, sure. where, you know, they're hitting the one-year mark, and they're finally getting <clears> in the <throat> things that probably should have been there in the first place. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. But they were rushed out the door, so they had to, you know, they have to, you know, choose what makes it, what doesn't. And then, you know, fortunately, they got the time to be able to actually make the corrections. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, get it in. So difference. could we see something with like that? You know, like you said, with Anthem, are we going to see you know them add stuff down the line or kind of do it maybe a relaunch in a year type of thing? I don't know. All I know is No Man's Sky just did VR, and goddamn, I wish I still had a VR headset. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be pretty rad. <clears throat> I've heard it's awesome, but uh... all right. So that is it for news this week. Um. We'll move on to the save point game of the month, which is Bucky O'Hare. We did a cartoon game 
uh, we did a poll on the save point, and it turned out that the winner was Bucky O'Hare. Uh, once again, Al is going to take his typical path um, and go with, this game is fun, but holy crap, it's really hard! <laughs> I don't know. And you know it's really hard because of the high-pitched voice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went Seymour for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you get to play that yet? No. I didn't me. because all my uh all my Nintendo my, my Nintendo is in storage. <clears throat> gotcha. Uh, by that I mean my hard drives in my old PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a good game. It's kind of Mega Man esque. But um yeah, it's hard. And uh, you know, as everybody knows, I'm older and less patient and I said, Fuck this game and that's kinda <laughs> where I where I stand on it. I, I do see its qualities. It was a good game, uh, for its time, no doubt, but I just I don't know. I I can't can't do those games. I had Bucky O'Hare sneakers when I was a kid. Who the hell is Bucky O'Hare? I don't even remember. It's just a cartoon. He's just a space a space pirate kind of rabbit like dude. Buck Rogers, but a rabbit. Gotcha. Yeah. All right yeah. then. All right. Not to um, be confused with Duck Rogers. Oh yes, there was Duck Dodgers. Duck Dodgers. Duck Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Tiny Toons is coming back. I've heard, by the way. Nice. Yeah, mix, or Animaniacs. That's what it is. Well, they're they're know. just as awesome, if not more so. I know. I can't wait. I loved Animaniacs, but. Uh, all right. I hear All there's right. zany to the max. There's baloney in their sax. Hmm. Bill Clinton <laughs> plays the sax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cartoon was so great. I miss shit like that. Yeah. That All and Freakazoid. Right. Freakazoid was awesome too. <laughs> what was what was Freakazoid? Freakazoid was I. Uh, to me, it was like the first cartoon that just literally made no sense whatsoever, and it was glorious. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing that's where I don't think I ever watched it, though. Oh, watch it. It's so good. I will definitely have to check it out. Um, all right. We will continue. We'll go to voicemails. Um, we did already talk about the interview with Lori and Corey Cole. That was our previous episode. I highly encourage anybody to, to listen to that. Uh, especially if you were Sierra fans, it was very interesting hearing, you know, their take on Sierra versus Christy Mark's take on Sierra. Um, they're all kind of saying the same thing in different ways. And um, it's just, it's great to get perspective from people like that who were, uh, and I think Christy said it and so did Corey, where they were just kind of at the wild west of PC gaming. You know, there really wasn't a set blueprint of how to do what. And um, it was great to get their perspective. So check that out. That's episode 37. It's called The Coles Interview. I think you guys will like it. But it is time for voicemails. And uh, Travis, why don't you plug the voicemail line since Kyle's not here to forget it? Okay. The voicemail line is 610-810-1654. That's 610-810-1654. And I'm sure there's an acronym there, but I haven't figured one out yet. I'll get you. You know what? There's, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find <laughs> out right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> he listens, too. <laughs> I, I don't uh, even care. 
All right, I love go. it. All right, what do what? we got? Oh, that sucks. There are no results for the phone number submitted. I told you. <laughs> no words. No words at all. Oh well. Man, not even that's... for one. Not even for one six five four. Apparently not. I'll be damned. Okay then. Oh no, because it can't be a one. Because one doesn't have any letters. How about just six five four? All right. Anyway. Still nothing. This is stupid. I hate this. <laughs> Get a new number. All right, we'll figure something out. <laughs> and on that note, we do have some voicemails, so let us go check that out. This first one comes from. I, this is a first time caller of the show. I'm really excited about this, uh, but I have to give him uh, quite a bit of love just because he did that for us when we just started off on the podcast he was hosting at the time. Always gave us a shout out, and I really appreciate it. Here he is, the man himself. Holy headshot. So wait, I missed the instructions. Was it press one to act like a jerk, or was that a different number? What's up, Rentro Reds? It's Chris, Holy Hitshot. Calling yes. in, finally. Took me long enough. Sorry. How are you guys doing? Um, excited to hear Travis back on the show and to hear the PAX updates. Very cool. I had a question for you guys. So everybody's all pumped for Borderlands 3, as am I. I had some feedback and a question. Um, as much as I am hyped for Borderlands 3, I'm going to let you in on a little uh, secret here. Borderlands 2 didn't really take off with me as I thought it would. And pre-sequel, I know, has gotten some uh, some flack in the past about whether or not, you know, that was a, a good sequel in the franchise or not. I will tell you what, uh, since they've had the updates and the, and the new textures and all that good stuff, my son and I went back and started doing a playthrough of pre-sequel, and I am liking it way better in co-op than I did initially. Um, I feel like there was a difficulty spike in 2 and pre-sequel from the first one, but it doesn't seem as bad now that I'm going back and playing it again. So maybe... I just sucked and got better over the years. But <laughs> bringing me to my question, so what um, what kind of uh, unpopular game opinions do you have? What's what's something that everybody else loved and raved about and just never took off with you? And maybe you've discussed that on the show before. I'm not sure. My memory stinks. But uh, I just figured I would ask that. Also, man, love what you guys are doing. The interview was awesome. I am really hyped to hear the next interview because Heroes Quest 1 was one of my favorite PC games from back in the day and call me crazy I never got around to playing the sequels I know You're fucking I'm crazy. sorry I know that stings <laughs> um, that's probably another one of my unpopular gaming things but <laughs> I just I don't know what happened but I missed them I had the third one I think or maybe it was the fourth but I never really got a chance to sit down and then work my way through it. So shame on me, but I am excited for that. Um, one of these days I'm going to have to try out Hero U. So you know what? Let me throw out a bonus question for you guys. Hero U looks like an amazing spiritual successor to an awesome franchise. What is something from back in the 8-bit, 16-bit days? doesn't have to be PC, obviously. But what is a game that you would really like to see them do a really good spiritual successor or sequel to 
with modern graphics and, and mechanics and settings, and how would you go about that? Alrighty, guys, keep up the great work. Hope to catch the new episode soon, and hope you guys have a wonderful week. All right, he hit the three-minute cutoff. Thank you, Google. <laughs> no, only kidding. Chris, thank you so much for calling in, brother. Uh, I've been waiting for your call since we started casting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do appreciate it, though. All right, so Chris has two really good questions here. Um, all right, so the first one, unpopular... Uh, uh, what is it? Unpopular game opinions. All right, so what's a game everybody loves that you don't like? Let's start with you, Nick. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Um, I I think it's gonna have to come down to World of Warcraft. Um, wow. Uh, I have played. Yeah, I, I know. Like now, it, when I say I don't like it, it's it was never like, oh, I hate this game. This is the worst ever. But it never really wowed me, if I can use that as. A, <laughs> I no see what you did intended. there. <laughs> no, no pun intended. But it never really wowed me as much as like everyone else was was making it out to be in. I don't know, maybe it's because I played, you know, I was more hooked on kind of the other MMOs. I was, was going to say, you and I had a lot more fun with EQ, too. Yeah, you like EQ, um, you know. Lineage like, 2, uh, baby. Woo! Yeah. Actually, I, I played I that. Fucking I fucking hated that, that game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, I wasn't a fan because of the, it, basically, I figured out the Korean, what I call the Korean grind is like, mm no, I can't do that. <laughs> it takes seven hours to get the level yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, Come on. And 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 so anyway, so back to War, Warcraft. It was never like anything about the mechanics or the story. It just like it, but it, it just never you know pulled me off my feet like a lot of people were were enamored with it. But maybe again because you know my first MMO was not Warcraft. It was like Star Wars Galaxy was actually my first MMO, and then AQ two, nice, um, uh, Guild Wars uh, two. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, There's like Star Trek Online. Final Fantasy. So I've I've made I've made the tour de force on a lot of like you know modern day MMOs and yeah and, and like I said I, I eventually played you know I didn't play Warcraft almost immediately I, th- I think what was it um uh Warlords of Draenor was when I finally decided to play it uh, yeah again with, with friends like and that's the other thing like you know definitely MMOs you have to find a good gaming group otherwise you know at least for me it's like yeah it's like it's not gonna last long if you're trying to play it you know lone wolf type of thing. But even then, it was just like yeah, it was just, it was there. It was something to do, but it it, it never really grabbed me. And you know, I, I I don't know if it was just just my own personal taste or just I think you know, I, maybe the, the point at which I entered. I don't know. I think I know what it is. What's that? You went from the best crafting system ever, <laughs> right? Which was it's Star. Hard, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Which was Star Wars Galaxies and the best yep. economy ever, to the second best crafting ever. And that was EQ2. Crafting in that was a blast. Yep. And then there's everything else. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I would, I would actually yeah, put EQ2. That, yeah. I would put EQ2 slightly behind Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard was, oh, Vanguard was yeah. fantastic. I forgot about that crafting system. That was great. Probably the only yeah. thing that game got right. Yeah. But it was still so much fun. I loved it. Yeah. I, I I always give that game credit. That diplomacy system, there was oh, so unique. Love it. If they had executed that like they wanted to, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, granted, you could say that for the rest of the game, but <laughs> but yeah. All right. What what about you, Travis? Uh, um. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yep. 
hold on, hold on to your asses. Um, Sephiroth and Cloud are absolute garbage characters. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Cloud is a whiny little jerk, um, and Sephiroth is one of the worst villains in the history of RPGs. Naturally, this is all my opinion, but that is my opinion. I'm with you. Um, I, I, I think. I, go yeah, ahead. I'll, I'll put this out there. Final Fantasy VI slash American Three is the best Final Fantasy. Damn right. I'm gonna Damn right. Finish, but they're the best. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> Kefka, Kefka is Kefka, the best villain ever. Sephiroth in every way. <laughs> every way it was. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, that was the perfect imitation of that laugh. <laughs> I practiced that oh. since sixth grade, man. Yeah, wow. it's uh, it, it's it's good. It, like six is good, and I don't mind. Like I was very much so against the setting of seven when I first played it, um, because I was so used to that medieval steampunk sure. sort of style. But the setting was good. It, this, every, this... it was, you know. Yeah, and I when I finally with, I agree with you on the main characters, chance. I agree with you on the main characters one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Couldn't, I didn't jive with it. Um, okay. I think very similar to that, that vein, uh, Travis, um, Titus is a whiny little bitch and Seymour is the worst villain ever. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even doing it for the callback. I hated Final Fantasy X. I got about halfway through it and I couldn't even do it anymore. Like I I just felt no connection. Um okay, you have daddy issues and oh, daddy became a monster. Spoiler alert. Oh well. Give him figured it out by now. I just I don't know. I I felt like I felt like they had done a lot better. Even in the games like nine, where it got a little weird, it was still like it was good. Um, and I'll even agree in Final Fantasy VII, Titus and, and or not Titus, uh, Cloud and Sephiroth. You know, it, it worked. I mean, the only villainous thing that Seth, Sephiroth did, where I was like, "Holy shit!" was when he killed uh, Aerith slash Aerith. Whoa, whoa! Spoilers. Look, sorry. Look. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I'll give you the tags on Game of Thrones and, you know, black out my text and opinion. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you have Discord, if you do double pipes, you can actually do spoiler tags. And close that, you know, whatever you want to say in double pipes. Yeah. And it, and it redacts it. It's great. Um, But yeah, no, I, I think I'd even go as far as saying uh, Final Fantasy X is the second weakest entry in the series. Uh topped only by Final Fantasy 13, which is the first Final Fantasy I have not beaten and <laughs> and to go a step further, only made it 5 minutes into. Nice. And I was like I'm done. Nope. Yeah, I was actually extremely surprised by 12. Um 12 was fantastic. It, yeah, I went into it thinking I wasn't going to like it at all, but it's actually one of my favorites now. 12 is is great. Yeah, yeah, I so. agree. All right, so that was Chris's first question. Uh, let's go to where 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 do we have here? Uh, bonus question: uh, An amazing spiritual successor. Uh, what is something from back in the eight bit, sixteen bit days um, 
that's a game you'd really like to see a good spiritual successor or sequel with modern graphics and all that fun stuff. Start with you, Nick. Mm, so one one that oh. immediately popped into my mind. Now, I think there was... I'm trying to remember what it was. I, I have to look it up, but um, I think there was one in the 90s, early 2000s. But going back to, you know, kind of like the, the 90s, the Indiana Jones games. You I, stole I my answer. Like, Ah! Nice. <laughs> like, like you know, if you want you know, a lot of the old Lucas Art stuff, I think uh, you know. And I'm not talking about like a remaster. I'm talking, you know, I mean, you, you look at the stuff we have today. We have like uh, right, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, and it's very Indiana Jones esque and super awesome graphics, and you know, kind of like these exploring mechanics. Like, I'd like to see Indiana Jones in kind of like that style again. You okay. frick. Makes sense to me. <laughs> That's well what done, you get though. for making me go first. I steal your answer. <laughs> well didn't done. Even know it. Well you done. Can, you can tell how long we've known each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Travis. How about you? Um, this is probably the easiest question I've ever answered in my life, and that's Shining Force Two. Um, I like uh, that. I like that. Um, Shining Force Three was good. I really enjoyed it, but Shining Force Two was better. That was a masterstroke. Shining Force Two was so good. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm jumping on the wagon with Nick here. There there were some really great Indiana Jones games back in the 90s. You had the La- uh, Last Crusade LucasArts game, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. You know, it it not only was like a recreation of the movie, but what made it brilliant was you could kind of go off your own paths and do, again, like a different way to, to end the story. You could actually end up with the grail at the end of it. If you did what everybody in history asked, why the hell didn't Indy do this? <laughs> you could actually <laughs> use your whip to snag the grail. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, spoiler alert! <laughs> in general, what's the dog's name? I'm, I'm killing it tonight. <laughs> the dog? You're named after the dog? <laughs> but, um, no... <laughs> The one I'd I'd actually love to see a direct plot sequel to because I thought the story was so great was Fate of Atlantis. Yes, yeah. That was now, was that the first one uh, I think they did right. Yes, or... after Last Crusade, yeah, it was yeah. Fate of Atlantis, the one with uh, Sophie, the medium. Yeah. And uh, I yeah, <laughs> it was a great story, and obviously you know he goes after Atlantis and. It gets crazy at the end. Uh, has yeah, one? The... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think the like the the most recent one I can remember is Infernal Machine. I think that was like 3D graphics. Yeah, that was on the was Wii, like... right? Uh, I think it, I think it was all platforms, but yeah, I think. But I think that was like the last Indiana Jones games that uh, that we ever had. So actually, no, no, that Staff was Staff of P- the Serpent. I was oh, gonna say was another one. Uh, the one you're okay. talking about, Nick, was on PC. The other one was on the Wii, which I think you and I played uh, very briefly, where you were controlling Henry and I was controlling Indy. Oh yeah, you yeah, remember? Some kind of like co-op thing. Yeah, I do. I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, was. It, it sucked. I actually, I literally just sold that game, and I don't remember what what it was called. Staff yeah. of Kings. Yes, sounds right. That sounds right. It yeah, Staff of it, Kings. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It got but... a fifty five percent on Metacritic. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like it had its moments, but it was just like yeah, it was very short lived. Yeah. So it's um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same boat. I would, I think that, you know, that's still a series that has a lot of uh, runway left, and I would like to see that, you know, come back. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. Obviously, everybody would like it to be, you know, with Harrison Ford in his mid-40s or so. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, the they're guy- working on Nanny and Jones 5, so it's like, why not? <laughs> Well, I'd love to see this one because I thought they played it perfectly in Crystal Skull where he goes to, like, jump on the truck and goes through the windshield. He's like, damn, I thought that was closer. It's like, <laughs> it's like now what are you going to do? He's running to the fridge going, damn, I thought that was closer. Uh, and that's terrible of me. Well, I love I, I, hear the, I hear the new one's just going to actually be a one out like an hour and a half documentary of him teaching a history class. <laughs> we actually get the history lesson after yes. all this time. The sad part is Nick and I would be first in line at the theater for it. <laughs> yeah, we'd, still, yeah, we'd still go see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, Chris, for calling. Those were two really good questions. We, um, uh, totally. We actually, yeah, thanks for calling, man. It's great to hear from you finally. Uh, we have one more voicemail from another buddy of ours in podcast land. Yo, what's up? This is Los. I'm uh, I'm calling. I saw saw the call to action to uh, to give a call for the the question of the bye week, and uh, and I you had me thinking. I was like, you know what what obscure game have I played that uh that I could say? But you know I I don't I don't really know any obscure games that that I could tell you and and it got me thinking what what games what games have I played I I haven't played any games I like I can't <laughs> uh, what have you done it, that, that I'm not really a gamer I don't I don't play games I don't do anything I I buy games I collect them and I I don't really play them uh it's it's kind of sad and I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying not to think. That's why you have a pile of shame, Los. Because, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be going down that rabbit hole of, uh, you know, how has my life been a lie all the time? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I would say, I would say, uh, yeah, uh, have a good show. (laughs) (laughs) And, and yeah, uh, thank you so much for, for this revelation. Uh, I'm gonna go call my therapist. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lois, okay. you might win the best call ever. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, for anybody that hasn't heard Lois's podcast, it is the Future Monkeys. It's fantastic. I subscribe to it every week, and now this explains a lot. They've been doing a sort of contest called the Pile of Shame Contest, which, by your own admission, Los, yours must be a mountain. <laughs> and for those who don't know, the Pile of Shame is all those games you buy when they're on sale that you you say you're going to play. <laughs> and Damn you, Steam Library! <laughs> and you just never touch. And that becomes part of your Pile of Shame. Los, yours must be epic. So that so that would basically be the two hundred some games on Steam that I haven't played, 
and the 300 some PS2 games that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty big pile. I'm not even going to give my count because if my wife ever listens to it, she'll probably kill me for being so careless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that. <laughs> God damn, that was funny. <laughs> you killed nice. me, Los. You killed me. That's uh, awesome. Oh, but that is it for voicemails this week, and that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Aren't um, we doing our question? What is our question? Do we have a question? Yeah, the obscure oh. game. Oh, yeah. Shit. You just talked about it. Come on, man. Get with it. Yeah, that's right. The obscure game. Did we get? <laughs> I hate to say it. Did we get responses? Like I, uh, my we got one response. Yeah, I was gonna say my own bad here. We we uh we kind of asked. I think this we got. Yeah. Little... Yeah, we did get one. We asked response. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's from Josh. He says desktop dungeons, best puzzle game. Period. That's a great answer, actually. Um, you haven't played that, have you, Travis? I have not. I think you'd like it. It's another very quick, you know, sit down dungeon crawling, but it's very different. I think, like, if I remember right, there's like math involved, and I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I haven't played it in over maybe two years now, but it is a great game to sit down and play for like ten minutes, and you can progress and you cool. know, then get done with your lunch break and go back to work. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It looks pretty cool. Oh, we actually did have one more. Um, and this uh, is from Eric from Everyday Gamers. Yay. Uh, he said, Shadowhand. It is an RPG mm. RPG card game, solitaire-like, with great gameplay mechanics and a good story. Beat it earlier this year. Yeah, I've seen that played a little bit, and it does look really rad. I just never got a chance to play it myself. Yeah, me neither. I suck at solitaire, but, you know... <laughs> give it a shout you know if i'm gonna play games by myself i'll just play computer games and no, no you know no no diss to people who like solitaire i just i don't know i'll give it a try though eric is really like he has really great game recommends and everything he's like ever mentioned i really enjoyed so i'll yeah. have to check it out yeah. um but that is unfortunately that. No, unfortunately, we've kind of gone overtime tonight. Y'all got a bonus. Um, yay. Yay. So we'll move into conclusions, final thoughts, shout-outs, and all that fun stuff. Nick, do you have anyone you want to send a shout-out to or anything to promote? Again, thank you to the Coles. It was an awesome interview. It was a fun time. Look forward to, to more. Okay. Travis, you? Um, I want to shout out you guys for uh, welcoming welcoming me back with uh, open arms, even though I fell asleep on my first show back. <laughs> see, I just see that as what they used to call radio gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was dead freaking tired. That was but, so great, uh, though. <laughs> much better this time around. No, it was great, um, man, and we're glad to have you but, back. Yeah, glad. Well, thank to you. Have. Uh, but yeah, definitely, we just want to give shout outs to uh, to everybody who is who's messaged me, but like you know. Glad to hear you back on the cast and everything. So that's much appreciated. Excellent. That's all I got. I'll give a shout out to our boy Kyle. We love you. We miss you. Miss you, Kai Kai. And we can't wait to have you back, sir. Um, obviously, big shout out to the fans. Uh, always appreciate everybody listening, everybody re- you know interacting with us on Twitter. Um, I want to give a, a big shout out to Lori and Corey Cole of Transolar Games. 
creators of the great hero you download it it's fantastic or buy it i should say i don't mean it that way buy it um <laughs> but they were so great and it was a really fun interview i really want to push that interview because i think a lot of people would enjoy it um but yeah thank you very much for your time there um i want to give a shout out and sympathies to richard garriott uh his yeah. dad his dad owen passed away this week and uh, a really remarkable guy. He was on Skylab. Uh, he was, you know, one of the first astronauts to, you know, stay at length in space. And uh, many, many more achievements um, in, you know, in his career as an astronaut. And uh, so our, our sympathies go out to Richard and to his family and to, to Owen's family. Um, also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did somebody have something there? No? Nope. Nope. Okay, and uh, now, uh, obviously, a big shout-out to the Everyday Gamers. Uh, we love and we miss you guys. Come on. Yeah, I miss them. Miss it's them a lot. It's episode time, fellas. I'm gonna cry. I am, too. I am, too. I literally have a baby sleeping behind me. It can be done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I know how it is. No, um, I'm not. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I literally do have a baby sleeping behind me. I'm just kidding. I'm not busting on. Uh, um, is it Blake? I think Blake just had the baby recently. So good on you, buddy. I hope you're getting. <laughs> I hope you're getting some sleep. Um, obviously, another big shout out to the bad fodder figures. Uh, I gotta get off my ass and actually get my call in this week. I have. I, I missed my uh, my my spot last week. Calling crew. But uh, Captain Mike, you keep switching it up, and I don't know when to call. I'm only kidding, I'll call tomorrow. Uh, and a, another shout-out to the Future Monkeys. Uh, Los, thank you for calling in. And uh, I'm really enjoying their cast. It's great to have those guys back. Los and Beardy and uh, Scary goes on. Um, has been joining them, and it's just it's a really great podcast. Um, so check the Future Monkeys out. Uh, other than that... You can reach us, if you want to interact with us, on Facebook at tiny.cc slash savepoint. You can email us, theretrorents, at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at theretrorents. I am on Twitter as at retrorentsal. Nick is at blackeagleops. Travis is at sodaxbread. Kyle does not like Twitter. He's not here anyway, <laughs> so fuck him. And <laughs> we're, we're on Twitch... Uh, Retro Rents Al, Kibitz for Kyle, which is K-I-B-B-I-S, uh, Black Eagle Ops for Nick, and Soda X Bread for Travis. And that, my friends, will bring an end to episode 38. Uh, it was great to hang out and talk with you guys on this fine Thursday. Yes, it was. And uh, I'm glad everybody came out. Thank you all for listening. And we will catch everybody on the next episode. Till then, don't be dicks. Catch you on the flippity flop. Later, everybody.